You have a brand new vehicle, or relatively brand new. Do you have a coffee cup holder in your vehicle? Uh, don't they all? Uh, I, not all of them, surprisingly. Just like cigarette uh, ashtrays, they don't have. Yeah, well, mine came with an ashtray, too, because it's a European car. So. Ah. <laughs> they all come um, with ashtrays. Do you use it? The, the ashtray? No. <laughs> the, <laughs> the coffee, coffee holder. holder. The coffee holder. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes. And, and do you think most people do? Is this something that... Of course. I mean, that's, uh, they're, they're not cup holders. They're coffee holders. Oh. That's what they should be called. And, and some of them actually have warmers in them now. Have you seen that? Oh, I bought the wrong car. <laughs> you have an electric vehicle. It should have a warmer yeah, for sure. I think it would, but no, it doesn't. <laughs> um, it's become so ubiquitous in our society, the driving with one hand, the cigarette in the other, and the steering wheel in it. Oh, that's three hands. That's I guess. three hands. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah, coffee yeah. or a cigarette yeah, or, yeah, yeah. you know, um, it's, it's... I rarely drink coffee when I drive. I just, you know, I'll pick up a coffee on the way to work and then bring it to bring work. Bring it to work. But, yeah, I, 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 you won't see me sipping while I'm driving. No. How about at work? Do you sip during the course of the day or just have a cup of coffee and just go? I have a cup of coffee and go, and it sits there. And, and I've gotten used to cold coffee. And I don't mind cold coffee at all. I actually like it. That's very popular in the states, southern states, especially. Yeah, well, it's not because I preferred it. It's just uh, I get busy and then you forget about it, and your coffee's there, and oh, I'll drink it cold. Hmm. And you know, especially when I started my business, I was doing uh, computer repairs and had to, be, you know, get called out on a call for half an hour. You come back, your coffee's cold. Eh, I just drink it. You mm-hmm. get used to it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. This is Season 1, Episode 10, broadcast at 1800 hours on the 19th of January, 2017. I'm your host, Hugh Grizel, and this is Eat This, Drink That. Good evening, Radioland, and welcome to what promises to be another entertaining adventure. Our choices, tastes, and expectations have accelerated and elevated. The last three decades have lifted us from gray meat, bland potatoes, and one overboiled veg dripping with what passed for cheese sauce, to eye candy and pleasure for nose, mouth, and mind. This is so true when it comes to, hmm, all the things we eat and even what we drink. It comes to wine and even to the world of coffee. You love coffee. What's it do for you? I don't know. I just seem to... I think I'm addicted now. You're addicted? What does that mean? Well, I mean, I, 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 I don't function normally until I have my coffee in the morning. So first thing in the morning, before you open your eyes? No, not really. No, no. It's usually 10 or 11 o'clock. I get up in the morning, do my thing, and then it, I just, it just seems to hit me about 10 o'clock, and I need a coffee. Need a coffee? I need a coffee. Wow. And is that like black? Is that a black coffee? No. Two cream, one sugar. Well, it depends. You know, my favorite coffee is at the cabin, where I use the Illy coffee and do the on, the perker on top of the oven, the espresso maker. Of course. But I'll have a whole cup, a full coffee cup of espresso. You know, so you can hear your heartbeat. You know, after yes. you have a couple of those. And, yes. Yeah, hear your heartbeat in your ears. And, do you remember your first cup of coffee? No. Do you remember your second cup of coffee? No. Do you remember your last cup of coffee? At Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. Yeah, it's convenience. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Well, someone brought me one. So. It's everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, can you imagine a world without coffee? No. <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. You go out for dinner, nice dinner, yes. finishing up, cup of coffee? Cappuccino, espresso, that's where you have the special stuff. But you can have coffee, it's just your, it's a utility thing. I, there's, I like the dessert coffees, you know, the fancy ones. Mm-hmm. The like, good cup of espresso after a good dinner, oh my God. Yes. That's awesome. Have you ever cooked with coffee? No. Oh. You can do that? Absolutely. Can oh. be done. Oh, oh. 
I mean, I had chocolate-coated coffee beans, but that's the extent. Of course. Yeah. Um, no, like a glass of wine being used in your, your making of rice. Oh, of same, course. same idea. Of course, of course. Or you could do a pork loin of a roast with a cup of espresso. Yeah. Oh. Beautiful gravy. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh. Trust me. I'll give that a try. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time. No worries. Good morning. I'm meeting here with Luke Wa uh, at Old Rock Roastery, one of Sudbury's uh, iconic pieces of the downtown core. Hi, you. How are you? <laughs> a little chilly this morning, <laughs> it but is coffee's got me got back on track. <laughs> Same here. At least we started on a, on a, on a good note. Mm, absolutely. Um, you've been here how long? So we've been here since uh, we started roasting in 2004, in, the, in actually in our home. And then this, this location, the main location, has been here since 2007, January 2007. Well, it seems like much longer. It's like I said iconic. It, it, this has been become part of the fabric of downtown. You know, it's and not a, just this location. You have another location too. Yeah, in fact, and we have a license and and more to come. And um, it's true though. It's interesting because we picked. A, we wanted to be downtown, but we didn't want to be too core because we got more expensive. So we decided on a location, and to our pleasant surprise, of course, is we're still around. In fact, we keep growing. Um, in fact, our online sales represent 2% of our revenue now. Wow. So we, we actually ship coffee to the UK. We ship so so physically we're here, but um, we're That's actually growing, a little man. bit over right. everywhere. Right. So 2% uh, of, of your, your, your finance is coming from people who are aware of you around the world. Exactly. So especially in Northern Ontario, because we offer free delivery, um, but we just did a shipment in UK, we do a lot of shipments in the Ottawa region, Toronto region, um, many of them are tourists that actually came about, looked, fell in love with the coffee, and then now they keep ordering it online. And it's not just about the names, like Black Bear's Butt and uh, and such, it, it is about the coffee itself, right? Well, you know, Carol's our master roaster, my wife, and she prides herself in, in sharing, you know, the most pristine, best cup of coffee, the mm-hmm. And everything else is secondary, and that's that's what it's all about. Now, the marketing does assist because when you get a name like the Black Bear's Butt, people are intrigued. Um, so we've got large organizations, chains that are actually intrigued with some of our coffees, uh, such as the Christmas Jazz and the Black Bear's Butt. Right, and the Slag as well. Oh, the Slag is actually one of my favorite because even though it's darkly roasted, um, it's got a little bit of that caramel taste at the end. And, and that's what makes it fun. And, and that's that's the fun of, you know, you're playing around with all the different coffees. We respect the varietals, but we also like to blend. And it's then the blend that sometimes you get the magic, or even more magic. And if I haven't mentioned it, we're actually here at the location on Minto Street. So in the background, you're hearing people actually loving their coffee, ordering their coffee, making decisions about what they're going to have. Um, do you notice a trend in coffee drinking today? Yeah, in fact... Like, is it different from 2007 when you opened? So so I, w- I would say very much, well, not, not necessarily so, but I think uh, uh, in 2007, we touch on a new trend. Um, today, coffee is really specialty coffee. That's really what people are looking for, more and more and more. 
We also notice that they love to identify themselves with the coffee. So they'll come to us and they'll say, you know what, I'm a, I'm a De Beaver Dam type of person, or I'm a PNG person. Oh, the Papua New Guinea. So, so they they that's that's what we call specialty, and that's why we have so many varieties. We have over 90 varieties, only because people like all have distinctive taste. So we have some customers that buy three types of coffee: one for the morning, one for dinner, and one for the evening. So, and then sometimes morning and so on. So and, and really, you put a signature fingerprint on things here. It may come from somewhere. It may have mm, the overall characteristic of a place, but you mentioned that Carol roasts here, right here at this location. I can see the roasting unit from here. That's right. And that's her fingerprint on it then. It is. And she's doing a very unorthodox way of roasting. And when I say that, I mean, every roaster is going to say they're different. But we've tested our coffee, and we actually because of very large orders, we sometimes have to use a third party. Mm. We've actually found out that most of the roasters, they love to, you know, um, lots of heat in a minimal amount of time because right. from quick. a cost perspective, make it quick. Carol, on the end, is the totally reverse of that. And I think that's where the character really comes out. I've watched her sampling. She does micro samples throughout the whole process to make sure that it's just at that. She's uh, like a symphony conductor. Yeah. She's got to get the, all the beans, not just some of the beans, all the beans to be in harmony. Yeah, no, it's right. And and, and it's from looking with the little ladle that actually she uses. Um, we call them spoon also and that's one of our signature if you see our logo Samadit Cafe I mean that's that's exactly it we also get the coffee tested and in and what to our surprise even though she is manually roasting but with really fine eye and, and nose and so on she's actually very consistent so and and in the industry men are predominantly uh, the they are the master I wonder roasters. how many, many many women there are actually in this industry exactly very there's, few I think there's less exactly it's a minority so we've got something special here and it's really working well and we've also tested the coffee and blind sample sample tastings across Canada and we went from v BC uh, we didn't we, we went to Quebec not in the Maritimes but we went to about five different cities working with a partner and Carol's coffee consistently came in top three so you you sometimes participate in competitions then do you we we don't yet in fact that is something that we're a little been intrigued, but let's say that we have growth plans and that's what's really preoccupying So award winning would be a nice thing to put on some of these bags. Um, it would be. be a good it marketing tool anyways. It would be. But it's definitely award winning with Sudbury consumers. I mean, uh, you, consistently people are choosing you for their personal daily choice and for gifting for others. That's correct. I mean, in the Sudbury Star, uh, two years in a row, uh, voted uh, best coffee house. Um, and so we, we received a lot of different accolades and awards uh, from NOBA and the Northern Ontario Business Award and so on. So we're, we're, we feel very, um, how would I say that, not secure, but in a sense that we believe in what we do and I think people are telling us what to do uh, or, or believe that what we're doing is right.
right? So we're, we're just now finally getting into a point where, okay, how do we expand from there? But expand without diluting our value proposition, which is all about the coffee. Well, and in fact, uh, people vote with their feet, don't they? They actually come here every morning and, and gladly park. They walk from the provincial tower or from, you're close enough to City Hall, you're close enough to a number of, of uh, large populations, but people will pass by here on the way to work and from work. You know, you, that, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, you're very knowledgeable, so that's a really good point, because usually coffee places are more of convenience and not a destination. Somehow, Will Rock has become a destination, so we're looking at the fire truck just stopping by. <laughs> I mean, they're actually stopping for the coffee. Obviously, it's a little bit convenience, but uh, no, but the point is, is that we're a little bit of a destination. Uh, for a fire engine, why not? <laughs> You're going to have to create a special blend for them. Yeah, well, we actually do have one, oh, and it's called the, the night shift. Oh. And that's in respect of all of our... Oh, paramedics uh, and everybody. Paramedics, police. I, I've seen it. It's right below the Norcat uh, blender, before the Norcat That's blender. right. And and in fact, we're very... It's it's actually sells it high, really well. Is it higher caffeine? It, it is actually a little bit higher caffeine <laughs> also. It is darker. Um, and it's got a nice uh, label on it. And uh, and we work in collaboration with this, uh, the uh, Greater Sudbury Police Service on that. Fantastic. Have you, got, have you got a philosopher's blend for all the university crowd? <laughs> no, but I guess that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Something to keep students awake, like an exam uh, prep uh, oh, yeah. just to keep everybody going as they cram for exams. Yeah, well, if we have students coming in, and we have all, many of them, we can direct them exactly to the one with the highest caffeine. Uh, there's a yeah. red eye, isn't there? Uh, but in terms of drinks, oh. yes, of course, there's a red eye, there's the black eye, and, yes. and then what the green are, what are eye, those? and so on. Those are basically coffees and adding a shot of espresso with it. So, so you want to have the added uh, caffeine. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, exactly. Some people go for two now, shots? Well, interesting enough, we do have one of our signature drinks, which is the Sean Special. Okay, we call it all, we call it also the Clothes Special. We have two individuals that are very big on it. And basically, it is a coffee, but it's not a coffee. It's four shots of espresso. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I so feel the heart palpitations right now. Well, you know what? When you're in actually in... in uh, you know, times where you, you you require a little bit more caffeine or uh, it's definitely the one to... So when we talked about being on the edge of, of, uh, of the population downtown, you do something that's absolutely amazing, and, and that's the aromatics of this place. Because Carol's roasting is kind of like a, a Pied Piper effect. Uh, come hither, come to, to come to this place. It, it really is like a lure. And uh, I think that's a key piece of your success, too. Yeah, so we, this Authentic. is something, you know, you, this is a really great observation or smell evasion. Uh, you're absolutely right because one of the key things you will experience when you walk towards a rock, not even inside, is you're going to smell the coffee. And that's really what sets us apart. Have you measured it's, a zone that it reaches on specific days? You can almost do like the plume of, of aromatics yeah. downtown. And well, depending where the wind blows, but it's probably within 100 feet of the store. Even oh, I'd, say, I'd say further. Yeah. I think I've smelled it all the way to the corner. I was actually, it's funny, one day I was actually cleaning the sidewalk after the snow and somebody comes over and says, do you smell toast? I said, no, I smell coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but people do come here. I mean, what times, what hours do you keep? So we're open at 7 o'clock in the morning, but anybody who knows Colleen usually opens during the week. It's probably going to open like from 6.30. And then it uh, closes at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock if there's uh, people in. Also, we're changing, uh, not changing our, our venue, but we're adding a little bit of music through the Laurentian University kids and, and other colleges or universities that want to join in. We actually encourage, you know, the local community um, to, to do their own things regarding music as long as it's high quality. And with our windows that open, yes. it's going to give, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a nice environment. So we do that around 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock at night, and then we extend the hours accordingly. So this program isn't just about food, it's about quality of life, and you're delivering, um, you're delivering that, aren't you? Yeah, you know what? It's, it's, uh, it's interesting you say that. It's, uh, we believe uh, one of the key aspects of life is being able to enjoy that good cup of coffee in the morning. You know when you have a good cup of coffee and, and you know with friends and family and you have a chat and you're really enjoying the environment because the coffee is part of the melody of the discussion. And that's really what we're uh, aiming for. And, and if somebody wants to try something like that at Christmas time, something different, of course, we've got our Christmas blends. And we have two, three different Christmas blends that I can talk about a little bit. But there's one coffee in particular that sets apart, and that's the California Blues. The California Blues was the first coffee we designed, and it's got uh, a nice blend uh, of three it types. Spice um, too? It's, it's got a little not bit real, of... Um, not real spice, but it's got spicy notes. Yeah, in fact, one of them is an island coffee. It's got a little bit of Kona. Mm. And the Kona coffee comes directly from a friend of ours, from the farmer directly, directly at, uh, at Old Rock. And, and that's one that actually will heighten your senses during these discussions, and it's, and it's quite fun. There's, there's so many things that go on here. I mean, I find it's discussions that happen here as well. Informal, um, scheduled. People just come here. It's a natural gathering point. Yeah, and, and you know, if you're looking for more of uh, what I would say, the material, and you want the full lunch and so on, it's not that. No. What it is about, though, it's but you've about got a, a, you've got a chilling case over oh, there. Oh, absolutely. So we have a pastries, we have gourmet sandwiches, but it's not what we're really about. It's a nice and but what we're really about, like you said, it's the discussion. Sometimes we'll have a group of people that don't even know, and they'll strike up a conversation that will actually even overbear over the music that's playing. And that's really what it's all about. Mm. Yeah. So, we're, so, when, so did, when did you come to coffee? I mean, obviously, a lot of people say, well, you know, I had my first cup of coffee when I was mm, 8 years old or 12 years old or, or 30 years old. How did you come to coffee? Well, for Carol, uh, it was almost like when she was born. Uh, but in terms for me, it was actually much later, when I was finishing my university. And, and again, the interest of coffee started with playing cards with friends and, and enjoying a cup of coffee. Oh, some other people we may have wine, but we actually, in those days, was, coffee was more of the drink. And that's how I got started. And interesting enough, as I met Carol, again, a little bit more coffee, but never more than that. And then my father-in-law, uh, we ran out of, of sugar, and he suggested put honey in your coffee. And then next thing you know, the honey, actually, is a great way to enjoy the sweetness, but a natural sweetener. And all of a sudden, my... Uh, how would I say that? My uh, affinity to coffee started. That's when it started. And you went to California as well. And you got, I mean, most trends started 
start in California, uh, on a coast anyways, and you came back to Sudbury and went, why can't we have that here? I, I know that story. Our listeners yeah. may not, but it really was a key piece in, in making this, wasn't it? Yeah, it's so funny. I mean, we used to live in California, and when we moved back, um, Carol wanted me to bring her coffee back from her favorite roaster over there, and then eventually I told her, I says, well, I'm, I'm lucky right now because I'm actually traveling from California to Sudbury, but one day I'm going to get a job in Toronto. So sure enough, I got one in Toronto eventually to Sudbury, and I, I suggested to her, you know how to roast coffee. Why don't you roast your own blend and drink it at home? So that's how it started. And, and that it, was in a, a cast iron frying pan? Uh, like no, actually, Brothers, a little bit more advanced. Little... It was like a mini, mini, mini roaster. So yes. it was a real roaster, but it would roast a pound to two pounds at a time. So, uh, Do you still have it? Uh, we still have it. It's actually in storage somewhere. Maybe so. we should make a museum to it. Well, I don't know. It's kind of embarrassing because it's small. But, but <laughs> and, and, and what's funny about the story is that people would come over for dinner. They would have coffee. They would enjoy so much the coffee. And they would say, Carol, where's your coffee? You? Yes. And, then, and then she would give them coffee. And one day I said to Carol, I said, Carol, you cannot give coffee forever because it's costing us a lot of money. So she would actually then sell it. Don't just give me a few bucks. And next thing you know, she's the one who said, wow. I think we can make a business out of this. I can make a business out of it. So Farmer's Market. And then that, about you three were there years for, later. That's right. You were there for quite a while. Yeah. For uh, three years. And, uh, and That's really test, that, testing the market, isn't it? To see know, if it, I, I it was a learning experience. Absolutely. I mean, even Starbucks started the Farmer's Market. If you really have some ideas in the entrepreneur, um, whether it's food or even clothing and so on, um, you want to make a real test out of it, go to the farmer's market, to your local first market, because that's a really telling tale. And what's interesting about that is we were making just ordinary coffee, if I say it like that. What would and you that's mean by ordinary? When, well, the non-specialty, okay. because we didn't think Subray would actually really, uh, you know, claw to, to this, this, this what idea. Year? What year was this? And now? we're talking about in 2005. Okay. Okay, so we started 2004, 2005. And then people would say, well, have you heard of fair trade coffee? And all of a sudden we said, well, of course, but are you willing to pay for it? And they would say yes. yes. And to our surprise, all of these people came out of the woodwork and the closet, it seemed like, and saying, we want that fair trade organic coffee. The closet, closet coffee drinkers. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's not a great description, but it's definitely... Well, they might have been, because it does sound a little, um, especially in so many years ago, a bit of an affectation. Oh, I like Papua New Guinea, or I like Kona, or I like Blue Mountain, or like, you know, you, you, coffee was coffee, but it really isn't, is it? Yeah, in fact, what we've noticed in Sabri is that people initially were almost embarrassed to admit that they like specialty coffee. So we've definitely assisted in that, saying it's okay because we have a business. Come and come to us and we'll have it for you. And um, because a lot of people are thinking, you know, well, I just drink my double-double and it's, it's the perfect thing. I'm not suggesting that it's bad. It's just that people want something else. And that's where the specialty coffee is all about. So it's not just a, a beverage or coffee. It's an experience. It's an experience. You got it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and you're always experimenting. So what's what's next? I mean, there must be some new blends coming out. You mentioned about Christmas. Do you do seasonal coffee? Like we spring, do. summer? We do, actually. Now, some of our coffee.
Lodge fees are actually uh, seasonal by their nature. By nature, by nature. Like where they come from. Exactly. For example, Shack Badalak, that's a summer coffee. So that's another one that's night and dark, and that's great to drink uh, on the dock or on your porch or whatever. But we do have three Christmas coffees. We've got the Christmas blend, which is our traditional. It's a medium roast, the Vienna roast. And then we have the Christmas Eve blend. And we highly recommend that because it's a darker roast, and it's great when you have rich foods because it doesn't compete but, well you know, with the flavors of your, of your food, but it complements. If you have too much Slightly of a weak coffee... acidity too? Uh, no, the acidity is, is still not... But you're right, though. It is a little bit more acidic in this one sense, but not overpowering. Right? We didn't want to overpower, but it goes well with foods. And, of course, we have the afternoon coffee when family and friends come over, the Christmas jazz, which has a light vanilla taste to it. Mm. Yeah. Do you encourage people to actually experiment themselves when they come to the the, uh, the bar here and say, you know, I'd like this? Do, do your people say, have you thought of... So we actually train our staff, and we're going to have the app on the on the website uh, probably next year, um, which is actually we're going to ask you a few questions, and then we're going to suggest to you what you should try. And then if you say, well, I don't know, we'll suggest things, we'll suggest something a little bit to the left and a little bit to the right, and then and then after that, uh, you know, the fun begins. So are you adventurous? Are would you like to take a vacation in a <laughs> tropical destination? Those kind of questions. Yeah. Yeah, quite often we start with what do you drink at home, or what's your regular, and then and then what do you like about it, and what would you like to uh, you know experience more from it? Are people drinking more coffee than they ever did before? Well, it is actually it seems that way. It is the biggest commodity after petrol. Traded, so yes, it's traded exactly. So um, yeah, I would say a lot more people are drinking coffee. Also, especially to the detriment or the positive detriment of people you know, drinking alcohol while in driving, I think people are going for the coffee experience instead, even in the evening. Mm. So, so, um, so that's another reason why. Have you ever thought about how many cups? You don't need to answer. How many cups come out of this place? But it must be phenomenal. And you know, over the week and over the year, it, it's like a number that just an avalanche of, of coffee. So it's interesting. Or tsunami. Yeah. So uh, let me put it this way, especially for your listeners, um, we don't count the cups, okay? But I can tell you that. When we order cups, we order 50,000 at a time. And it lasts us maybe a year. <laughs> and that's, and that's for only the, one size. That's the takeaway uh, version, right? And that's the takeaway version. I'm drinking out of a ceramic cup yes, today, exactly. which you'd encourage people to do if they were staying. Absolutely. Yeah. We're very big about the environment, about the you know keeping our environment green. Uh, Your cups as well yes. reflect that. Yes, they are actually 100% compostable. Are they from uh, corn-based or other yes, plant Yes, they are material? typically corn-based. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's a, I mean, in all things that you do here, I bet you're, you're aware you've got wooden stir sticks rather than plastic. Correct. You do have fair trade sugar. Yes, that's right. So everything we do, we, we try to, our, our bags are, are not foil bags. They are paper bags. Well, they all arrive um, in burlap too. And then, of course, the, the bags with the green beans, they're all burlapped also. How long can you keep the green beans before you must roast them? Um, before you must roast them, you can 
can keep them up to two years. But you do it much earlier than that. Yes. We actually, what we do is we try to stock for six months, a period of six months. So you, what you see, the beans here, uh, are the ones that, of course, are going to be actually roasted. But actually, we work with our, um, uh, we have two major providers, and they actually warehouse the coffee for us. Wonderful. And I, I go back to that word that I had earlier, authentic. With the bags here there, and, and the roaster here, there's that authentic quality of what's being done. Yeah, we're very transparent. You know? So when you see, for example, we're sitting next to a Costa Rican, you'll see that it says fair trade uh, organic coffee on the bag. So we are very transparent. So um, you'll, you'll, see, you'll see what we are. You'll see exactly where the bean is coming from. So we're not hiding that. What's um, your next cup of coffee? What do you mean? Next what are you gonna What are you gonna order next time? Oh, so I'm I'm actually a boring guy. I'm um, I love I my did, coffee. I don't believe that. I love my coffee, but I'll tell you what. The uh, there's a drink called the Lucchino, and there's a reason why it's called Lucchino. That's yours. And that's mine. And that's my favorite. What does it look like? What does it taste like? Well, a Lucchino is much. And how did stronger. you How did you decide to have this thing? Well, it's interesting. So I I love cappuccinos, but I love them stronger. Mm. But I don't like lattes because I find them weaker. So if you can visualize a drink right in between, so it's basically, think about uh, a double espresso with just a little bit more milk than a cappuccino. That's really what it is. And do you sweeten it all? Uh, no, no, not at all. Never, never. Never. No, none of my How about flavorings? Drinks. Well, there's one that actually, if I have to admit, there's one that's sweet that I do enjoy, and that's the choco preso. It's a natural chocolate base. Instead of frothing milk, we we froth chocolate milk and in an espresso drink and it's got a little bit of Giraldelli uh, from San Francisco from San Francisco of course because you know we, that's where we used to live so uh, so the again the the uh, the environment or when you all blend it all together it makes it a very if you don't have a sweet tooth but you like a little bit of sweetness that is the perfect one and one of our some of our customers uh, they give it a they give it a, they call it the crack oh, that's <laughs> it's very addictive <laughs> as a last thing a lot of people are starting to cook with coffee as well I know I've done roast vegetables and pork loins with coffee are people coming in to request beans for that um, you know I'm not too sure but I'm not surprised when you say this because coffee is a great absorbent and therefore it can meld uh, blend really well with food um, that's why also you should never put your coffee in the fridge or the freezer because it will absorb all the taste of the fridge you always keep it in a, in a cold uh, kind of cool space dark cupboard dark exactly yes. exactly well so. I'll tell you gravies and sauces enriched with a, a shot of espresso are fantastic oh I can just imagine now of course I'm gonna try to have to try that next that's on my agenda let's make it happen in the near future thank Sounds you very good. much for your time thank you a wonderful chance to visit Old Rock Roastery here on a Saturday morning although this is broadcast on Thursdays at 6 o'clock Join me again next week at 6 p.m. when CKLU says, eat this, drink that.